This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. One of the areas in our life that we often struggle with when it comes to Amunah and Bitachon is in the area of Parnasa, trying to make a living. On the one hand, when we're successful, we often forget about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We forget about the role, the pivotal, critical role that he plays in our lives and in the success of our livelihood. And on the other end of the spectrum, when we're unsuccessful, we don't credit or we don't say to ourselves it's because of us, but we blame Hashem for the fact that we aren't successful and cry out to him out of disgust and oftentimes out of frustration for the lack of success that we have had. And so therefore, as we continue in our odyssey, our journey of trying to strengthen ourselves in Amunah and Bitachon, I thought it would be worthwhile to focus on this area of Parnassah, to try to strengthen ourselves, to have a better understanding of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's role in our lives, and to be able to better appreciate and bring Hashem's presence, as we've discussed in the past, in a more tangible way into our lives. And so you don't have to look very far than this past week's Parsha, Parsha's Bahar. At the beginning of this week's parsha, Parshas Bahar, the Torah introduces the mitzvah of Shemitah, the obligation to lay the land fallow, to not work the land during the seventh year in the land of Israel. When Hashem instructs us in this mitzvah, it seems to be a little bit strange in the way He words this sequence of events. The Torah says, Ki el Hashem says, when you will enter, when you will come to the land of Israel that I will give to you, you will be instructed to lay the land fallow, to allow the land to rest, in the seventh year, Shabbos Hashem for me Hashem. Sheish shanim tizras adecha, v'sheish shanim tizmor karmecha, v'yasavtas tuasa uvashana shviv Shabbos Shabboson yel aret Shabbos Hashem. You'll work the land six years. You will gather your grain, and then you will lay the land fallow and allow the land to rest during the seventh year for Hashem. The Nesiva Shalom and the Slana Mareba asks the obvious question. When presenting Shemitah, it seems to be that the Torah orders it. It seems to be that the sequence is out of order. On the one, it begins with the seventh year, that Hashem is instructing us to lay the land fallow. And then only subsequently does it tell us that we're going to work the land for six years. If you were going to present this in the appropriate order, the Torah would have said, you work the land six years. And then only afterwards are you going to give the land a year for rest. Why is it that the Torah first introduces the mitzvah of Shemitah, the seventh year, and then only afterwards does it introduce the fact that you will work six years prior to that Shemitah year? And the question can be made even stronger when you take a look at another area in which we have the number seven. In the Aseris Hadibros, in the Ten Commandments, the Torah instructs us in the mitzvah of Shabbos. And the Torah tells us, Zohar Shabbos the Kadjo, we are to remember Shabbos, the holy day, and then again, Again, the Torah seems to do things out of order. First, it tells us that we are to remember, we are to observe, we are to observe and keep and guard the Shabbos, and then only afterwards does the Torah tell us that we're going to work six days during the week. Why is it that the Torah orders it in such a fashion? Shouldn't the Torah first have told us the natural sequence of exactly how everything is going to materialize and unfold? It should start off by telling us of the six days that we're going to week, and on the seventh day we are going to rest. Why does the Torah, when instructing us in the midst of Shabbos again, first introduce Shabbos and only afterwards tell us about the fact that we are going to work for six days? And the Nesiva Shalom highlights something incredible, which I think is something that begins and starts the conversation of what our approach, what the appropriate philosophy, what the appropriate hashkaf is, 
when it comes to making up our Nassah and recognizing, acknowledging Hashem's role in our lives. And the Nesiva Shalom explains that the words that are most important here, the words that we are to focus on the most, are the words Shabbos Hashem. And the Nesiva Shalom explains that were the Torah to have begun with the six years of work or the six days of work, a person would have likely concluded that most of my success, in fact, all of my success, is due to the fact of, as the Pasuk says in Devarim, it's because of me. I'm the reason why I'm successful. It's because of all the effort and energy I put into my work. It's because of all the creative and innovative ideas that I've made adjustments to that I have been successful. Says HaKadosh Baruch Hu when introducing the mitzvah of Shemitah, Says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when introducing the mitzvah of Shabbos, we need to set the record straight from the beginning. And the record and the rule and the fact and the reality of life is HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge. The Torah begins with Shemitah, the year that we have to solely rely on Hashem, a year we have to realize that we can't work the land and the only way we're going to survive, the only way we aren't going to starve to death is if we recognize Shabbos Hashem, that Hashem is in control. Once we recognize that Hashem is in control, once we realize that Hashem is the one determining how successful we're going to be, then we can put our heshtablus, then we can put our effort in into the six years of work. When we realize that Shabbos is the recognition of Hashem being the Borei Olam, He is the creator of the world. When we realize He is the one who is determining, He is the one who ultimately makes the final decision as to how successful we're going to be, then we can go ahead and work our six days during the week. But if we don't recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if we don't acknowledge His role, then we've missed the entire point. Explains the Tzlan Rebbe, the Torah wasn't ordering things out of order. The Torah was going out of its way to set the record straight, to establish a clear fact that each and every Jew has to accept. And that is that everything begins with our emuna and Bitachon. Everything begins with our acknowledgement, our recognition, and our verbalization of the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge. He is the manhig. He is the ruler of this world. He is the one who makes all of the determinations, all of the decisions in our lives. Explains the Nesiv Hashem, that is why the Torah begins with Shemitah. Why it begins with the seventh year and only subsequently afterwards does it discuss the six years of work. Because the Torah wants to make it clear while it's true you have to put your effort in. If you want to facilitate the ability to be the beneficiary of all the blessings that Hashem wants to bestow upon us, it's true. You have to put that energy in. You got to invest. But at the end of the day, that's not why you're necessarily going to be successful. You're going to be successful because you have to first realize as a fundamental principle, as the basis of our faith, Shabbos Hashem, to realize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to ultimately serve as the catalyst, is the, as the impetus for our success. Zohar Shabbos, Shabbos the Kodcho. You first have to realize that Hashem is the creator of the world, and only then can you begin to put in your own effort and to realize your own potential. I once heard a, a beautiful statement in the name of Rav Gifter, that we don't make a living, but rather we take a living. Because we have to realize that at the end of the day, the bottom line is our success is solely going to depend on Hashem. The truth is, we say this every single day, but we have to start believing it. We say the words in Ashrei three times a day, We say to Hashem, open up our hands and satisfy all of the desires of your creations. We say it. We say it every single day, but unfortunately it's because it's part of our routine. We are robotic. We're so desensitized 
to that which we are saying that we don't even realize what we say, and so therefore we don't feel it. But if you think about it, that's exactly what we're talking about over here. We're saying to Hashem as we open our eyes in the morning, as we start our day with our tefillos, we say to Hashem, we know that whatever success we're going to have is really going to be dependent on you. We realize that any of the things that are going to yield the, pro- the positive results that we're looking for are only going to be the result of your decisions. Open up your creation's hands. Open up your hands for your creations. Let us be the beneficiaries of those blessings. We say it every day. The problem is we don't really feel it and we don't really believe it. So how can we understand, now that we've established that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the root of it all, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the catalyst, he's the one solely responsible, how can we understand how to make a parnasa? How can we understand what the appropriate hashkaf is practically in terms of making that parnasa? So I once saw a beautiful insight from the Beis HaLevi, from a, an unusual source, from a, kind of a little bit out of context, in which he highlights how it works when it comes to Parnasa. The Torah in Parshas Miketz begins with the words, Vayihi Miketz Shnasayim Yomim Uparocholim. We know that it came to the end of two more years that Yosef was languishing in jail, and Paro had dreams. And the question that the Beis HaLevi is bothered by and that he asks is, why does the Torah begin with these words? Why does the Torah introduce us to this episode, to this next stage of Yosef's existence in life, with these four words, that it came to the end of two more years that Yosef was in jail? If you take a look at the previous Parsha, Parsha's Vayeshev, we know that he was forgotten in jail and he was languishing in jail. We don't need to be told that he's still there. We know that he's still there. The Torah should have really began with the words, Paro Cholem, Paro had dreams. And then the Torah would have described that no one could have interpreted those dreams until it was recalled by the Sahamashkim that there was this guy in jail who was interpreting people's dreams. Maybe we should pull him out of jail and interpret your dreams, Paro. And the rest of the story as we know it is history. Why does the Torah need, why did the Torah feel compelled to begin the story first with letting us know that Yosef was still in jail? And the Beis HaLevi explains uh, based on how Parnassa works. And he says the following. He says, many people in the world believe that the way it works is as follows. A person decides that he wants to invest in a particular stock. He wants to invest in a particular business, a particular corporation, a particular idea. So he researches this idea. He follows the trends. He does a tremendous amount of exploration, of investigation. He analyzes exactly what the various contributing factors are. And he ultimately decides to invest in that particular product. And lo and behold, that product, product, in fact, yields a very, very high reward. He makes a ton of money. You ask somebody on the street what the cause is and what the result is. 99 out of 100 people will tell you the cause was that this individual went ahead, he put the effort into investigating, into analyzing, into exploring, into researching this product, and the result was that because he did so much work and he followed all the trends and he really felt comfortable about the investment he was about to make, that ultimately he then was, uh, he yielded the, pr- the product, the positive result he was looking for. Says the Beis HaLevi that couldn't be farther from the truth. That is not the way Parnassa works. That's not the way livelihood works. That's not the way we make a living. Says the Beis HaLevi, this is how, in reality, that individual actually made his money. 
In reality, HaKadosh Baruch Hu decided that that person had to make a certain amount of money. That Rosh Hashanah, when he was going through the books and he was figuring things out, so to speak, HaKadosh Baruch Hu determined that that individual was going to make X amount of dollars over the course of this year. But we know that we don't live in a world anymore of supernatural uh, miracles. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't drop a bag of money on our doorstep and open the door and lo and behold, we see the money waiting for us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to provide the brachos in our lives, has to provide our sustenance through the natural course of events, through the natural world. And so therefore, a particular item that this individual was going to invest in, do you know what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to do? He's going to make sure that that investment will go up. He's going to make sure that that person is going to make a profit, particularly in that investment, because of the fact that Hashem had already decided that he was going to be successful. In other words, the proper appropriate hashkafa, the proper and appropriate approach to making a livelihood, according to the Beis HaLevi, is that the cause wasn't that the person did all this research and the result was he made a lot of money, but rather the cause was Hashem made a decision that this person is going to make a lot of money and the result's going to be, I'm going to put, says Hashem, that person in a particular position to make that money. Says the Beis HaLevi, that's how to understand this Pasuk. You see, when we look at this story, we think that Paro had dreams, that was the cause, and Yosef therefore got out of jail as a result of interpreting these dreams. Says the Beis HaLevi, that's not the way the world works. The way the world works is in such a way in which HaKadosh Baruch Hu decided it was time for Paro to get, for, for Yosef to get out of uh, jail. It was time. He had already suffered another two years for not believing or forgetting about Hashem. It was time for Yosef to get out of jail. How is Hashem going to get Yosef out of jail? He was going to have Paro have dreams that Yosef was going to interpret. In other words, the natural, the eye sees on its own that Paro was the cause and Yosef getting out of jail was the result. But in reality, the cause was Hashem making a decision that Yosef was to get out of jail. And the cause was that Paro was going to be having dreams. But as it relates to us, we have to be able to appreciate and understand and really recognize how HaKadosh Baruch Hu works the world. It's not that because we do something, we invest time and energy, we exert a lot of effort, and that commensurate result is going to be that we are going to be successful. HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes sure, HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes the determinations. He is the one, the Borei Olam, the creator of the world, the Ribono Shalolam, the master of the universe. He is the one who ultimately makes all of the decisions. Now, we're not going to be the beneficiaries. We're not going to be on the receiving end just because we're nice people. We have to put our effort in in order to facilitate ultimately that we're going to be able to receive that which HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to give us. We certainly have to put our hishtadlus in. We have to put our effort in. But if anybody thinks for a moment that the effort that we put in correlates directly to the result and the success we have, they have another thing coming. That is not in fact the case. How many of us know people who will put a lot of effort into their parnasa, put a lot of effort into their livelihood, and unfortunately they're not matzliach, they're not successful. And conversely, we know some people who don't put a lot of effort into their parnasa, and lo and behold, they are successful. And the answer is, it's because it's not because of us. It's because of what Hashem makes the decisions on. It's because when we went to Rosh Hashanah that year for whatever reason, and we're not Hashem, so we can't possibly appreciate the cheshbonos, the calculations, the evaluations, the assessments, that Hashem, so to speak, makes. But at the end of the day, HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes decisions and we go through those decisions and we are the beneficiaries, hopefully, of those decisions. 
But it's not because of all the effort we put in, and for whatever reason, therefore we're successful. It's because Hashem made decisions that we should be or we should not be successful, and then we are part of that decision. We are the result of that decision. we got to put the effort in. No question. But at the end of the day, we have to realize, we have to acknowledge that it's ultimately coming from Hashem. Could you imagine if people began to realize, if people began to recognize that's because of Hashem, how much anxiety, how much nervousness is in our lives as a result of the fact that we feel like we're in control. And because we feel like we're in control, when something doesn't go our way, we feel like we need to do something next. We need to keep thinking a step ahead. We need to try to anticipate what's going to happen. What's going to happen if the trend goes this way? What's going to happen if we don't get that kid to our school? What's going to happen if we're not successful in this way? How is it going to work in terms of our job security? If we only realize that it's all up to Hashem, yes, we have to put our effort in. Yes, we can't just sit there in our lazy chair, you know, drinking a soda, having an ice cream and relaxing. We certainly have to put our effort in in order to ultimately facilitate the success that we hope for. But to realize and to recognize that it's really dependent on HaKadosh Baruch Hu, could you imagine how much stress would be alleviated, how much anxiety would dissipate if we'd only be able to let go, let God, to allow Hashem to make the decisions, to be in charge of everything, and for us to simply put our hashtaglis in? We'd be living in a utopian society. We'd be living in such a better place with a better perspective and a much stronger, deeper relationship with Hashem, understanding that He is in control. I heard in the name of Rav Biederman, quoting the Orchos Tzadikim, in which they give the mashal. It's such a funny mashal because it's so obvious to all of us, but yet when we apply it to our lives, it seems somewhat strange. He says, if you'd watch a person chopping wood, and you'd see them chopping wood with an axe, and you would ask the, you would ask the person watching, the observer watching this, who is the one chopping the wood? Would anybody in their right mind say it was the axe? Would anybody suggest such a preposterous idea that it was the axe that's where the strength is stemming from? Of course not. Everybody would say it's the person who's chopping the wood. The axe is the cleave. The axe is the utensil that served as the conduit in order to achieve the goal. But no one would say the strength is coming from the axe. The axe itself in an inanimate object isn't serving, isn't satisfying any goal. And yet, think about it when it comes to our lives. We are the axe. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the chopper. Would anybody ever suggest when you look at that axe and that chopper that the axe is the one doing the labor? Of course not. So why when it comes to our parnasa, why when it comes to our livelihood, all of a sudden the axe is doing all the work? We have to realize that there's a HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We have to realize that there's a Ribona Shalom. There is a being who sees a much larger picture of the world, who sees the sequence of events, who sees the positives, the negatives, and everything in between, who realizes what happens when one decision is made and what that does and impacts other decisions that will unfold as a result. We have to have the confidence in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We have to ultimately come back to what we've been discussing in the past when it comes to Bitachon, to realize that Hashem is a tangible reality in our lives and to be able to depend on Him, to be able to have the confidence in Him, to be able to understand that He is the one responsible for all of the decisions. And while we have to put our hishtadlus, we have to put our effort in, we have to recognize that yes, we need to do our part. It's not because of what we do. It's not the kochi v'yotzim yadi. By my, my strength and what I put into it, but rather it's solely the responsibility, it is solely credited to the Rebona Shalom. If we realize that, if we recognize, that, if we understand that we're going to have such a better life, 
We're going to feel liberated. We're going to have less anxiety. We're going to be less nervous. We're going to understand that, yes, we have to put our effort in, but at the end of the day, it's the Ribbon Shalom who makes these decisions. We're going to feel closer to Hashem. We're going to have less complaints again and when things don't exactly go our way because we realize that everything He's doing for us is for our benefit. Everything that Hashem does for us is for our benefit. If we would only realize that Hashem is the one who opens His hands, who provides for all of his all of the desires of all of his creations if we'd really internalize if we'd really reflect on if we personalize this message we'd be such happier people we'd be the hasameh b'chalko that we spoke about last week being satisfied with our position in life understanding what we need we have and what we don't need we don't want but until then, until we make that recognition, we're constantly going to suffer. We're constantly going to worry. And we're constantly going to fear fear of what's going to happen the next day. We'll feel distance from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, wondering why he's doing this to us, instead of utilizing this as an opportunity to grow close to him. I saw an unbelievable, I don't know what you call it, an unbelievable message that was put on coffee cups in a particular shul about two, three years ago. And I, and I took a picture of it. And I said, I don't know when I'm going to use it, but I found today was the appropriate day to share with you this incredible message that's on this coffee cup that was given up, these, you know, these paper coffee cups, given out in this particular shul that I think speaks volumes not only about the topic we're discussing today, about the appropriate hashkafa, the appropriate approach to uh, Parnassa, understanding HaKadosh Baruch Hu's role in Parnassa, feeling and not just saying Poseh Yadecha, but believing it. And true, the truth is, it's also applicable to Emunah and Bitachon in general. And he says the following. A person wakes up in the morning, makes himself a cup of coffee. He puts the bitter coffee in a mug, adds it to the sweet sugar, pours in the boiling water, and adds some milk. A cup full of contrasts, hot, cold, bitter, and sweet. And then he says, Ribono Shalom, I don't know how my day will be, bitter, sweet, hot, or cold. But one thing I know for sure is that it will be a shahakol nihyebidvaro. As you say, it will be. And that is how a Jew should start his morning, knowing that Hashem will pick just what's right for him out of the sea of contrasts. If we begin each one of our days, if we attempt to establish the connection we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, if we understand that the deck of cards that Rabbi Kron, we mentioned here last week, the deck of cards that we were given is exactly the deck of cards we're supposed to have. If we understand that our parnasa, our livelihood, isn't because of our efforts and our energies alone, but really solely responsible falling on the shoulders and credited towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we would live such more healthy lives. We'd be able to recognize, we'd be able to feel Hashem's presence in a much more tangible way. When we daven and we say the words, Baruch Aleinu, we would really feel as though Hashem is standing before us. We'd feel a more meaningful, we'd be able to have a deeper, more meaningful relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If we work on it, we understand that while we certainly have to put the effort in, Shabbos Hashem, as the Nesiva Shalom says, we have to realize as we begin that approach to realize that Hashem is in charge, He is the source of our emunah and bitachon. He is the one who makes the determining decisions and, and, and ultimate uh, causes for what we want to, to happen. And if we come to the, the conclusion and we realize 
It's not that we invest all the time and the, the result is going to be the, the success that we have, but that Hashem has made the decision we're going to be successful and He's going to position us to be successful. If we appreciate the contrasts in our lives and still come out of it saying, that it's all as you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, and that I'm comfortable with that, and that I'm confident in that, and that I have no desires for anything else, that we are going to have significantly more meaningful lives, less worry and less anxiety in our lives, closer relationships with Hashem and our family in our lives, and we ultimately will have the, the, the growth and development, the desired result of a stronger, more uh, healthy, more positive feeling of emunah and bitachon in Hashem.